0: Hello, this is Salil from newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 21st of January. India recorded 3,47,254 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 3.85 crore. The number of new infections is significantly higher than yesterday's count of 3,17,532 cases. With 394 deaths in the past 24 hours, the cumulative death toll has climbed to 4,88,396. Cases of the Omicron variant of coronavirus rose to 9,692 cases today. On Thursday, The coronavirus cases increased steeply in Karnataka after the state registered 47,754 new cases of infections in the past 24 hours. As many as 30,540 cases of the coronavirus recorded on Thursday were reported from the capital city of Bengaluru alone. However, Health Minister of the state, Dr. Sudhakar, said that the steep rise is due to the high number of tests being conducted by the state. He also added that 99.1% of the state's eligible population has been administered with the first dose of the coronavirus vaccine. The Delhi government today cut the maximum price of RT-PCR tests at private laboratories from Rs. 500 to Rs. 300 and reduced the gap of Rs. 700 for home collection and tests to Rs. 500, The Times of India reported. The maximum price for a rapid antigen test at private laboratories has also been reduced to Rs. 100 from Rs. 300. Delhi Lieutenant Governor Anil Bajal today rejected the government's proposal to lift the weekend curfew in the national capital and ease restrictions. He, however, allowed private offices to reopen with 50% capacity. Globally, the coronavirus has infected over 342 million people and caused more than 5.57 million deaths so far. The Austrian parliament yesterday voted to bring a COVID-19 vaccine mandate for adults from February 1st, that could potentially fine those who are not getting vaccinated after repetitive reminders up to €3,600 or Rs 3.03 lakh, the Associated Press reported. Officials have said that such a move was necessary since the COVID-19 vaccination rate has been too low in the country. The ceremonial flame of the Amar Jawan Jyoti, a war memorial at the India Gate in New Delhi, was extinguished today for the first time since it was lit in 1972. The flame was merged with the torch at the National War Memorial inaugurated by Prime Minister Narendra Modi in 2019. The new memorial is situated just 400 metres away on the same stretch as the Jawan Jyoti. The flame was moved in a torch from the Jawan Jyoti to the National War Memorial through a grand ceremony. Soldiers marched carrying the flame from India Gate to the new memorial where Air Marshal Bhalbhadra Radha Krishna, the Chief of Integrated Defence Staff, carried out the merging of the flames. The flame at the Jawan Jyoti Memorial was lit as a tribute to the soldiers who had died in the 1971 India-Pakistan War. It was inaugurated on the Republic Day of 1972 by the then Prime Minister Indira Gandhi. The memorial, which features a marble pedestal with a rifle and a soldier helmet on it, is a mark of honour for military personnel. Several leaders from the opposition, along with retired army personnel, have criticised the move, saying that the decision is disrespectful towards those who lost their lives for our country, calling it an attempt to erase history with poor regard to tradition. Many have also argued why the flame couldn't be kept burning at both the places instead. Earlier in the day, unidentified government officials had told ANI that misinformation was being circulated about extinguishing the flame at the Jawan Jyoti. They claimed that the flame was only being merged with the new one at the National Wall Memorial. However, later it was confirmed that the flame was indeed being extinguished. Congress leader Priyanka Gandhi Vadra hinted today that she might be her party's chief ministerial candidate for the next month Uttar Pradesh assembly elections. Ms Gandhi Vadra who was releasing a manifesto outlining job creation plans for the youth of UP was asked about speculation over the Congress's chief ministerial candidate for this election given that the BJP will line up behind Yogi Adityanath and the Samajwadi Party is led by Khilesh Yadav. When pressed, Ms. Gandhi Vadra, who was leading the Congress's campaign in Uttar Pradesh and is the face of all communications, said, and I quote, You can see my face, can't you? However, there is no confirmation if Priyanka Gandhi will contest in the upcoming polls. It is not necessary for her to win an Assembly seat to be the Chief Minister. Neither Yogi Adityanath nor Akhilesh Yadav have ever contested a state election themselves up until now. Yet, both became Chief Ministers and were later elected to the state's Legislative Council. Such an option remains open for Ms. Gandhi Vardra, who's also battled away tantalising questions about a post-poll alliance to ensure that the BJP does not retain power in Uttar Pradesh. Listeners, as India's most populous state goes for elections starting next month, primetime anchors at legacy media outlets are working day and night to rouse inflammatory narratives and steer public opinion with the reportage. Recently, it has come to light that even state broadcasters have been in on the massive PR events that happen in the garb of TV news. News laundry reporters Basant and Ashwin, in an investigation, found that the premier state broadcasting channel, Turdarshan News, is being used by the central government to peddle the line of the incumbent political party. An election special show broadcasted on the news channel by the name of Kya Bole UP, which ostensibly sought to capture the pulse of voter sentiments of the public were actually just interviews of party workers of the government. You can read the full report titled, Doordarshan Election Special on UP, how BGP affiliates were passed off as common citizens only on newslaundry.com. At News Laundry, factual and accurate news is the cornerstone of our reportage. But to continue bringing you such news, we cannot do without your support. We are not funded by the government or private corporations. What we do is only possible because our precious subscribers pay to keep our independent news platform running. Help keep the spirit of independent news alive. Go to newslaundry.com and hit that red subscribe button on the top right corner today. A second charge sheet has been filed today in the Lakhimpur Kheri case where an SUV allegedly driven by the son of Union Minister Ajay Mishra ploughed into the crowd of protesters last year. While the first charge sheet named Ashish Mishra as the main accused who ran the car over four farmers and a journalist, the second charge sheet involves the violence that followed it, in which two BJP workers and the driver of the SUV were beaten to death. Seven farmers have been arrested so far during the investigations in this case, but it is not clear yet if all of them have been charged with murder. The second police case was filed after a complaint by Sumit Jaiswal, a local BJP worker. In cell phone videos of the incident that were widely circulated, Sumit Jaiswal was seen running from one of the SUVs that hit the farmers. He was later arrested and made a co-accused in the case. In the complaint filed by Jaiswal against farmers, he has accused them of instigating the violence. In the first 5,000-page charge sheet that was submitted this month, it was stated that Ashish Mishra was present at the site where the incident took place. Contrary to what the minister and his son claimed, Ashish Mishra was inside one of the SUVs involved in the attack on protesting farmers and the journalist, the charge sheet has claimed. The special investigation team has told the court that the killing of farmers and the journalist was a planned conspiracy with intent to commit murder and not a case of death by negligence. The cyber-cell of Mumbai Police's crime branch has made three arrests in connection with obscene comments that were made against Muslim women on an audio-chatting application, Clubhouse, the Free Press Journal reported today. The arrests were made late yesterday night from Haryana and Faridabad. The accused have been identified as Akash, who was the moderator and the mean speaker of the two groups from Karnal, and has been remanded for three days by the SIT. Meanwhile, the other accused, identified as Jaisnav Kakkar, a BCom student and Gesh Parashar, a law student, will be produced before the court later today for transit remand. Milind Bharambe, the Joint Police Commissioner for Crime, gave a statement yesterday stating that the preliminary probe had revealed that two chat rooms were created on the Clubhouse app, one on 16th January and the other on 19th January. There were many participants in the chat room involved in giving derogatory statements about women In a tweet posted early this morning, Shiv Sena's Rajya Sabha member Priyanka Chaturvedi praised the city police for the arrests made in the case. On Wednesday, the Delhi police had also written to the Clubhouse app seeking details about the organisers of the alleged audio group chat in which obscene comments were made against Muslim women. Peru declared an environmental emergency late yesterday evening after announcing that 21 beaches on the Pacific coast were contaminated by an oil spill at a refinery run by Spain-based conglomerate Repsol, the Associated Press reported today. The oil spill is believed to have happened following surging waves caused by the eruption of an underwater volcano near Tonga. The President of Peru, Pedro Castillo, has said that a committee will be formed proposing ways of dealing with the crisis and protecting the environment. The Prime Minister of Peru, Mirita Vasquez, has also said that Repsol has promised to deliver a cleaning schedule to incorporate local fishermen in the cleanup of beaches and to deliver the food baskets to the affected families. She has also said that the United Nations will help Peru by providing a team of experts to help them deal with the oil spill. For now, the 21 beaches have been cordoned off due to health concerns. Representatives from Repsol have said that the Peruvian authorities had not provided a tsunami warning to them and the ship was continuing to unload oil in the refinery when the wave struck them and caused the oil spill. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform.